Stop. Welcome back, everybody, to Freedom Speak. I love the sound of that group. The name of that group is Pixies. <laughs> Where is my mind? It's like, that's a good question. Where is my mind? Where are people's minds going nowadays? Apparently, they're all losing their minds. Welcome back. You're listening to Freedom Speak. I am Becca Marie, and you are listening to Conservative Talk ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, AM 700, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. I'd love to hear from you guys. Send me your questions and comments to my new email address, becca at freedomspeaknm.com. Short, easy to remember. I love it. Dumping that Gmail address. So... We are going to talk a little bit about chemtrails. Okay, I know there's a lot of people say, oh, those are conspiracy theories. We're going to try to keep it to factual stuff that we've discovered, and then you can decide for yourself. You know, like I was talking about earlier, it's like you try to do a Google search on something, it's been erased, it's been suppressed, it's gone, it's been, you know, uh, the, it's been algorithmed out. So... We're going to talk about the stuff that we found, and then you can decide on your own. You can do your own further research. And I've got somebody that's just perfect for this conversation with me today. I've got Bob, a former airline pilot with a major carrier. <laughs> I'm going to keep it really cryptic there. Because <laughs> who knows, they might try to hunt him down and kill him. I don't know what they're going to do. Anyway, so... Um, I was reading this article I found on a website called chemtrailprotection.org. And, and the link will, of course, be in my show notes. And if you guys want to look at it, it's, it's interesting. But they've, they've done a little bit of analysis on the content of these chemtrails. Okay, Let me read off this list of items that they have found to be in these chemtrails. It's really interesting. These are independent tests that have been carried out uh, across the United States. Aluminum, arsenic, barium salts, cadmium. Don't they make batteries out of cadmium? I think they do. Desiccated human blood cells. That's the one I found really interesting. Ooh. Ethylene dibromide, lead, magnesium, mercury, mold spores, mycoplasma, polymer fibers, sharp titanium shards. Well, that's a good one. Breathe some of them in. Submicron particles. Unidentified living bacteria. Uranium. And many other toxins. How can this affect you? Well, it can affect your allergies. It can make you have anxiety, asthma, brain fog. Ooh, we're seeing a little bit of that nowadays. Breathing difficulties. A lot of people are having that too. Chronic sore or raspy throat. I've had a little bit of that problem myself. Sometimes I have trouble getting up in the morning, getting going in the morning when I come into the uh, studio and I've got to have a good voice for this radio. Sometimes that's a struggle in the morning. Dizziness, earaches, 
eye and skin irritations, flatulence, flu-like symptoms, Ooh. headaches, heat flashes, itching, unexplained, metallic taste in mouth, nausea and vomiting, nosebleeds, panic attacks, persistent coughing, rashes, respiratory problems, short-term memory loss, stomach aches, suicidal thoughts, tinnitus, and many others. Sounds like a pharmaceutical commercial. It sure does, don't it? Okay, long-term long effects of chemtrails. Acid reflux. Now, I've had a problem with that myself over the past uh, several years. I, I take um, um, apple cider vinegar every day to uh, keep it under control. Attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Well, we're certainly have, having that problem with a lot of children nowadays, supposedly. Allergies. Alzheimer's disease. Apparently, we're, there's a rise in Alzheimer's disease, I believe. I heard the other day somebody talking about the, uh, it's a huge increase. Aluminum buildup in the pineal gland. Well, that's got to be good for you. Asthma. Autism. Autoimmune diseases. Blood in the urine. Borderline personality disorders. I've met a lot of people like that nowadays. <coughs> cancer. Apparently cancer is on the rise as well. Chronic fatigue. A lot of that going around. Constipation. Depression. A lot of that going around too. Easy bruising. Eye problems. Fibromyalgia. My mom has that. Floaters in the eyes. Gastritis. Heart arrhythmia. Heart disease. High cholesterol. Hypoglycemia, hypoglycemia, oh, they put that on there twice for some reason. Irritable bowel syndrome, insomnia, learning disabilities, lung diseases, lupus, boy, that's a tough word, urethema, yeah, I'm not even going to try that one. Multiple sclerosis, oily skin, Parkinson's disease, rheumatoid arthritis, schizophrenia, short-term memory loss, sleep disorders, biter veins, tinnitus, white coating on the tongue, and many other symptoms. So anyway, wow, that's a good start, huh? Hey, Bob, let's talk about this. You've got a lot of stuff on this, don't you? From my own research, yes, I have. Okay. Um, but going back to what Josh was saying, it sounds like a pharmaceutical product. I wonder if a lot of these chemicals are in pharmaceutical products. Maybe so. I, I think so. Maybe they're in the shot. Graphene yeah. oxide, graphene is, oxide. In, is in the shot. That's yeah. been found to definitely be in the shot. Yeah. No re rhyme or reason why it's there. Mm -hmm. Yep. So chemtrails. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of us have gotten used to seeing these big, long streaks going across the sky. Yeah, they just seem to just persist um, forever when they're I, up there. And, I, you know, I think all of us are old enough to remember a day when we didn't see that. Mm-hmm. And you see more and more pictures of uh, crisscrossing of these uh, chemtrails. Check your email. Uh, yeah. We see a lot more of these uh, crisscrossing uh, uh, trails going across the sky that fade out into these uh, layers of clouds that dim out the sun. And I don't know. I, I can remember... Um, on some of my flights, when the when the uh, uh, sun is just the right angle, I can see a big long trail slinging out behind us. I mean, I can't see the uh, uh, the contrails or chemtrails, anything coming out the back of the airplane because we don't make big enough turns to see them. So you don't have a switch in the cockpit to to turn the chemtrails on. 
Yeah, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, chemtrails on and off. No. Chemtrail on, chemtrail off. Yeah, yeah. So I, um, I don't know. I, there, most most of the airplanes nowadays, um, <clears throat> very few exceptions, have what are called high bypass engines, and they were developed to help with fuel efficiency, noise so forth. So about 80% of the air that goes in the front of that engine is not combusted. It goes around the, the central part of the engine. And these high bypass uh, jet engines, on only on very rare occasions do they create a contrail, a condensation trail. And a condensation trail, how can you tell the difference between a contrail and a chemtrail? A contrail dissipates very quickly after the airplane goes. A chemtrail stays almost indefinitely. I wonder and why. The contents <laughs> of, yeah. the, of that, you know, well... Because it, it's I, heavier and it don't disperse quite as easily or what? Yeah, I think so, because uh, uh, condensation, you know, at that altitude, there's very little, very little humidity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, uh, approaching storms would uh, tend to move the, the humidity levels up where it's, it's possible. Uh, I don't know exactly what uh, instances would create a contrail from a high bypass engine. I know it's rare. It doesn't happen very often. Now, how many planes do you think that are the, the percentage of planes that are in the air mm -hmm. right now have those types of engines? Well, for the military, I know that uh, uh, almost all of the cargo style uh, airplanes do. The fighters are not high bypass. Mm -hmm. uh, for the airlines, it's, oh boy, it's, it's probably in the high 90 percentile oh, that okay. have high bypass engines. Um, the ones that come to mind uh, are the uh, DC-9, MD-88s, MD-87s um, that are not modified, that those are not high bypass. Yeah, those are pretty old planes, the DC-9s. Yeah, and, and they've been, they're, they're being phased out everywhere. Now, I don't know, when I, when I started looking into chemtrails and, and seeing these big long trails out behind my airplane makes me, uh, wonder, you know, am I part of this? Um, you know, obviously, n I have no idea. Now, how long, how long did you fly, air, uh, fly jets? Uh, 25 years. 25 years. Yep. Now, when you, uh, when you flew jets early on, did you ever notice any of those contrails? I did, but I didn't pay attention to it. I just thought it was, uh, it was part of everyday life. Yeah. You know, you'd, you'd see these contrails going, but uh, never put two and two together. Hmm. Um, and it, as I got into uh, researching uh, a lot of this stuff, that's when things started, I started paying attention to uh, things more. And I don't know, I, one of the, one of the uh, big research uh, sites for me was uh, geoengineeringwatch.org a website that you can find a lot of this information on. They have a lot of videos. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. Um, I don't know. Let's just go wherever <laughs> it goes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we were uh, on the break, we were talking about uh, sampling some of the air. And I know 
that uh, this website, there is a video where they had rented a NOAA airplane and had gone, flown through some of these chemtrails and analyzed the air. And there were three elements that um, showed up in, in high uh, amounts were aluminum, barium, and strontium. And if you look through, there are patents, you can find these, that describe geoengineering techniques and the, the aerosol sprays. And those patents do list aluminum, barium, and strontium as major components of these chemtrails. There are patents for aerial dispersal of these chemicals. And you look at uh, uh, the amount of spraying that's going on nowadays, you can't, there, it can't all be, you know, yes, there are, I've, I've seen uh, evidence of uh, fleets that are specifically for the spraying, but you look at some of these uh, airlines doing it. I, you know, I see it. I saw it on my own airplane. Now, how do you get the dispersal in there? Uh, you'd have to have the pilots in on it. You'd have to have the mechanics in on it. Uh, way too many people uh, to keep this thing secret. And, you know, some people say, again, I have no idea. This is one area that I've been looking into. They're on the back end of the pylons on a lot of these jets, you'll see mm -hmm. uh, little drain masts. Are they spraying the chemicals out of that into the exhaust stream? Possible. But then you have to have a separate tank for these chemicals. Well, who fills those tanks? Right, you would think the maintenance people would know about that. Yeah, and then... Okay, well, you add it to the jet fuel. But a lot of these chemtrails, you can see very clearly, if you pay attention to them, they stop, you know, they stop and start at certain places. You can't do that if they're just the uh, additives to the jet fuel. Or so is there any, like, normal atmospheric condition that could cause them to start and stop like that you can think of? No. Yeah. No, um, because, it, you know, and if you pay attention to this, you can see an airplane with a long trail behind it and another airplane flying... With no trail. With no trail. I've seen in that. that. And so there, there's something going on. Um, I, you know, there's... I don't know what the answer is, whether they add it to the fuel or whether there's a separate tank on the airplane. I have no clue. Hmm. Well, during the Vietnam War, uh, they were saying that uh, they were basically calling people conspiracy theorists that they were putting different chemicals into the skies. And, of course, now yeah. we've learned that Agent Orange and, and all these other things were absolutely being sprayed not only over Vietnam, but right here in America. Yeah. Um, so yeah. they've admitted that in the future. So eventually, I'm sure we'll learn the same thing about what was going on here. I've also heard that uh, the, the pellets that they put in the fuel tanks to keep the moisture out of the gas tanks, uh, that sometimes they use particular pellets that have these chemicals in them. Um, many different variations of, of ways of doing it. And, and when it comes to these projects, they're all very compartmentalized. So yeah. different universities will take portions of those projects and then and they're actually working on them yep yeah they, this weather modification has been going on for a very long time and back into the 40s from what i've been able to find you know and, and like you were talking about the vietnam war um they 
seeded the clouds trying to extend the monsoon to make it difficult for the uh, the North Vietnamese to to conduct war. And Agent Orange was a defoliant and killed the uh, plants and things. Um, and I, I don't know, with the climate agenda being pushed right now, there more and more researchers are coming out saying, we need the geoengineering. We need to dim out the sun to, to stop the cooling. But everything we're seeing right now, it's happening right now. Um, and I, I don't know what... There's lots of clips, too, of Bill Gates and other people uh, straight up discussing this topic. Yes. Very, yes. very specific. Yeah. Yep. It's, um, <clears throat> I don't know, I, th I think the official uh, narrative or the, the official response coming from the government is that, no, we are not geoengineering. But if you look at the patents, what we're seeing is exactly what's described in these patents. Uh, is the government lying to us? Mm -hmm. Very possible. Oh, the government would never lie to us. <laughs> yeah. Never. Yeah. No. Well, when you yeah. see these grid patterns across the sky, when you had a very clear sky, and now all of a sudden there's grid patterns, and then within an hour or more, give or take, you have entire cloud cover over yeah. a city. Yep. Um, I mean, that's just, it's obvious, you know, now, once again, we come back to common sense. One of you was talking about something to do with weather forecasters. Who, oh, that was, was that you? Yeah, that was me. Okay, so that was interesting. Basically how they're, the weather forecasters are all getting their information from a, a central location. They're not doing yep. their own thing. Right. Because the weather could change very, very quickly because of this weather modification. Yeah, very little, very little uh, independent forecasting is done by meteorologists. They're all given a script. And You mean they read teleprompters? Yeah. You know, maybe if I get Mark <laughs> Rankitty on here for a discussion, that's something I'll ask him about. You better make sure you have a teleprompter in here for him. <laughs> oh, I'll have to talk to the management about that. <laughs> Yeah, the National Weather Service and NOAA meteorologists. Um, I, I, one of the things I had found out that they they are made to sign a gag order, and really they, a gag order. Yeah, that they, they cannot talk about this. They they don't do that. They they are given a script of the weather that's upcoming. I mean, if you if and again, critically thinking, if you have like a meteorologist like KOAT or KOB or you know some of the local meteorologists that that used to do some of their own forecasting, you, you take your cues about, uh, you know, the incoming weather, you can forecast it, but they can't do that anymore because the weather's being so manipulated, the forecasts would be wrong across the board. And we're used to uh, the forecasters being wrong from time to time, mm -hmm. but, you know, the technology has gotten so good over the years that um, they they're better able to predict what's going to happen, but they can't do that anymore because... Yeah, because they don't have the flight schedule of the airliners going to be <laughs> flying over and spraying in a particular area to change the weather. Yeah, yeah. And it's not just the chemtrails that are changing the weather. There are a lot of other technologies they have out now. Um, I'm sure, have you heard of HARP up yeah. in, in Alaska? High Altitude Research Project. Yeah, that's, mm -hmm. that's only one example. There's, there's, they're all over the planet. That's, you know, it's not just that one station. Now they're on ships in the ocean. 
Oh, I didn't hear about that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Entire ships that have these whole antenna systems. What's yeah. up in Alaska is ancient technology. I can, I can believe that. China's building these ships, in fact. Yeah. I know we have stations all over the um, uh, thousands across the U.S. that send electromagnetic energy into the atmosphere that that either strengthen storm systems, dissipate them, or change their direction. And it could even interact with uh, possible elements that are in, deposited in the atmosphere and then uh, modified with radio waves. Right, right. If yeah. you look up uh, cloud-generating machines, you'll see NASA actually operating these machines that are creating clouds. It'll spit clouds out for about 30 minutes to an hour. And within a half hour or so, it's raining. Now you gotta ask yourself, well, why don't major cities that are near all these mountainous, uh, foresty areas have these machines just in case, you know, uh, firefighters are uh, doing controlled burns during some of the most windiest days of the year so that we can uh, put out these fires? Yeah. But, um, did you guys read about uh, the instance that uh, they were talking about because the drought was so bad in the southern part of the state, they were thinking about seeding the clouds to try to make more rain mm -hmm. in the southern part of it? Well, why are they not talking about all these fires that are damaging everything? If we have that technology, why are we not using it on the fires up in uh, up near Las Vegas. We but talked in, about that a little bit last week, didn't we, yeah, Josh? Yeah, we did. Instead, yeah. they're spraying uh, the flame retardant all over our mountains. Yeah. Which yeah. is can't be good for our spotted owls and <laughs> turtles and lizards and things, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Hypocrisy, yeah. man. Hypocrisy. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So, okay, Bob, I got to ask you this stuff while I got you here, okay? Now, we tried to talk about this, remember, last year, I think. Was it last year? Was it earlier? It was earlier yeah. this year, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but, so I wanted to talk about, you and I both have the same idea, attitude that we don't believe it's safe to be on a commercial airliner. Right. And we've started to see more and more evidence of this. They've tried to cover it up. Mm -hmm. But the vax injuries are increasing like crazy. Yeah. And I even talked about this a few weeks ago. I was talking about how a lot of these pilots that are actually suffering with symptoms of chest pains yep. are not saying anything about it. Because if they say something about it, chances are they're going to lose their medical. Yep. And then they're going to be without a job. And this is what they do. This is their livelihood. Yep. So they're going to keep it quiet. So you've potentially, you're in an airliner and you've got potentially one or maybe both pilots in the cockpit suffering from chest pains, possibly on the verge of having some kind of heart attack, yeah. flying your plane behind a locked cabin in which maybe or maybe not you can get in. I don't know, we talked about that before because I was wondering about that myself. Since I'm a pilot, it's like, well, if I was on one of these planes and both the pilots dropped dead, would I be able to get in there? Um, maybe, maybe not. Well, since we had that discussion uh, last time I was with you, um, I came across something that I, I have no way to verify it, but it, it, it would make sense, is they are putting spare pilots on the airplane. That if something were to happen, they would be familiar, number one, with the airplane, and number two, on how to get up front. I wonder how often that's happening, though, being as I'm hearing that there's a huge shortage of pilots. Didn't you say that they, they're like yeah. short 14,000 pilots or yeah. some crazy number like that in this country? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So you think they're really doing that? Maybe not. I yeah, like I say, I can't verify it, but yeah. you know, it that would be one way to to keep a, a cat a catastrophe from from happening. You know, it was only a couple few years ago before the lockdowns. They had the movie. I want to say it was Denzel Washington, where he was an alcoholic pilot. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So make us make us think. Oh man, are these pilots like alcoholics? I mean, God, fear for our life. But they're not. Are they going to make a movie about the vaccinated pilots? I don't know. They should. Huh. I'm just saying. They should. Yeah. I, I know that I won't fly on another airline for the foreseeable future because I, you know, and, and you saw the thing the other day. Well, well, you saw the thing on the news the other day. This one got onto the news where the guy had a heart attack right after he landed the plane. Yep. And then you saw the thing the other day where the, the landing gear fell off the plane when it landed on the runway. Okay. I know quite a bit about... I know quite a bit about flying. I'm a pilot myself. I know quite a bit about what's involved in aircraft maintenance. And even on my little Cessna 150 I had, I had to have a thorough, I have to have a thorough maintenance done once a year, every year. I mean, it took everything apart, checked everything. Well, the maintenance on these airliners is far more stringent than that. It's like, isn't it based on the number of flight hours, I think? Uh, yeah. yeah, number mm -hmm. of flight hours. Every so many flight hours, which is pretty often, which is more than once a year, I'm pretty sure, yeah. um, these planes get taken in and they get things, get, inspection covers get taken off, things get looked at, and most certainly the landing gear gets looked at. And if it's got something that's getting ready to break or a bolt that's loose or something like that, it gets fixed. So how it's possible for the landing gear to fall off a commercial airliner um, with a problem that would not have got caught on the previous inspection. I'm really having problems with that. So what I'm thinking is maybe the aircraft maintenance people are also, well, of course, we know they're vax too. Maybe they're having brain fog. Maybe they're not thinking straight. Maybe they're not doing a very good job. Maybe they're not capable of doing a very good job because they're not very healthy. Yep. Well, this this is all showing us that uh, a country in desperation is not going to have uh, the best of the best. You know, we're America. We're supposed to be the best of the best. But you go to a restaurant and your service is down from what it used to be. Your your food, the, the, the cooks are, are down. Um, I mean, every job, like you said, everywhere is hiring. And are we getting the best of the best in, in everything? we got to know that everything is taking whatever they can get. So, yeah. you know, we got we to gotta eliminate the desperation in this country and bring back what's important. Well, you've also got people that are angry. You've got health care workers that are angry because they were forced to take a vaccine they didn't want. You've got people in restaurants. You've got people in retail that are angry because they're being forced to test, test, test. After a certain point, I mean, there there is the reality of the disgruntled employee. You know, how many things that are happening in our world now, the airlines that we're talking about, you know, um, food plants that are being burned to the ground, how many of these are actually being done from the inside by employees who are just fed up? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got a point. Yep. You know, and, and another point that, <clears throat> that Josh made is that the people that we have doing things right now are the people that complied. They're the compliant ones. They're the ones that rolled over. They're not the critical thinkers. They're not the ones that are willing to stand up for what's right. We've, got, we've thrown all those people out of the workforce. They've been thrown out of the military. They've been thrown out of the airlines. Mm -hmm. And the airlines are now 
moaning and groaning about the shortage of pilots. It's like, well, I wonder why. You fired a bunch of them. You fired probably the best ones. Yeah, and a bunch of them were put on unpaid leave. And uh, with, with a lot of times with the airlines, if you take leave from one airline, they, there's an agreement that you cannot get work at another airline. So you, you basically have to go to a different field to earn a living if you take leave from the airlines. So a lot of pilots that were paid, put on unpaid leave either had to find work doing something else or they had to live off their savings. It's a no-compete clause? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, and another thing, too, is these, these doctors that are doing flight physicals are going along with the, with, with the narrative of what they're told as well. You can't trust them anymore either. They are, they are certifying these pilots when they shouldn't be certifying them. Okay? Right. It's against FAA regulations to, to medically certify a pilot that is taking experimental drugs. Yep. And I'm sorry, the shot is an experimental drug. It is not approved. Yeah, just, yeah, go ahead. I would say, even if it's approved, it has to be on the market for 12 months before they will allow a pilot to take that. Yeah. So, you know, this, and the jab's been out for over a year, but like you say, it has no approval. It's still experimental. And so that's, uh, the FAA is complicit with this. The airlines are complicit. The unions are complicit. The pilots, the doctors, everybody, mm -hmm. right down the line. It's a real conspiracy. That's right. Yeah. There's no transparency in this country. It doesn't matter what your job is, what industry you're in. There, anything of importance, it's a contractual world, mm -hmm. and and everybody signing NDAs and contracts of different kind, no complete yeah. compete clauses, you name it. And when we're going to have to get back to the reality of what's important, like I just said a while ago. Are these contracts important, or is transparency important for the benefit and the health of all mankind? Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, we're at our last break, and we're going to go into our last 30 minutes. And for the last 30 minutes, we are going to talk about some of the uh, corruption about MLG. And uh, Bridget has uh, some really good information that we're going to discuss, and we'll be right back. Here at Agave Builders, we are a veteran, family-owned company since 1993. If you have a small honey-do list or need a home built, we can help you with that. So call us at 505-385-6680. Do you have a hard time getting in and out of your bathtub? We are also a premier walk-in tub dealer. We can help you with those aches and pains of getting in and out. Find us at agavebuildersnm.com. We are also a VA-certified company that helps qualified veterans obtain grants through the VA and other nonprofits to repair or remodel their home. Find us at agavebuildersnm.com, look us up on Facebook, or call us 505-385-6680. That's 505-385-6680. 
Longing to be free of pain? Free of pain meds? To move freely and easily again? Call Dr. Lynn today. 505-200-0271. RiverLightCommunityPT.com. 505-200-0271. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband-and-wife team since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, -on -one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214. Or on the web at Perkins Protection training.com All my friends are heathens take it slow Wait for them to ask you who you know Please don't make any sudden moves You don't know the half of the abuse All my friends are heathens take it slow Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Freedom Speak. I am your host, Becca Marie, and you are listening to Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ 96.9 FM, AM 700, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. I'd like for you to send me your comments and suggestions, or if you want to advertise on this show, email me at becca at freedomspeaknm.com. So... My friend Bridget here has a rather interesting list of information that she has come up with on our beloved governor, Michelle Lujan Grisham. And turns out she's been into some pretty corrupt stuff for quite some time. I mean, we've seen, we've seen what she's capable of <clears throat> the past couple of years. We've seen her cause bread lines to happen, which Bridget and I, neither one, have complied with. We've seen her put businesses out of business. We've seen her threaten people. We've seen her threaten to turn off people's utilities at businesses if they did not comply. We've seen her mobilizing various different unelected bureaucratic departments to, as muscle to intimidate people. In my opinion, she is a truly evil person. And I think everybody I know agrees with me on that. You guys agree with me on that? I sure do. A thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Bridget, let's, uh, let's go over what you got. Well, I put together, currently it's 24 different points of, you know, different things that she has done. Now, one of the things that... I tell people I get into arguments with, and you know, I think everybody that uses the internet knows that there's a lot of keyboard warriors out there. You've got a lot of people who are, oh, thank you, Governor, for keeping us safe. And if you oppose one of them, they'll come back with you. They'll come back at you with, well, where's your fact? Where's your fact? Give me the proof. So uh, I compiled a list of proof to cut and paste in response to keyboard warriors, but it, it's gotten kind of a life of itself. And, and one of the things that I tell people is that I, I'm surprised that she even got elected governor. And she's had a long list of things behind her. 
Uh, one of the first things that a lot of people might have forgotten about, and this is one of the one of the things too, is that people's memories tend to be very short. You know, uh, a politician or someone will do something, um, it'll get put in the news, and then a year later it's forgotten. Especially nowadays with the chemtrails and the graphene oxide exactly. causing the brain fog and <laughs> loss of memory. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that a lot of people forget is. She used to be the acting health director of the state under Richardson. She was appointed to that position. She wasn't elected. And there was a state-run nursing home called Fort Baird. And it was so badly run, and she ignored it, that the Department of Justice had to come in. And if you look at the Department of Justice findings and how it's worded, it's unbelievable that all of this elder abuse and just miscare could have gone on for as many years as it did. She knew about it and she ignored it and she covered it up. The DOJ thanked her for cooperating with them. I think in reality, if she didn't cooperate with them, she would have gone to federal prison. She got elected in spite of that. Hmm. And uh, another thing I, I like to bring up to people is that she claimed to know nothing about what Epstein was doing up in Stanley at his ranch. And people need to follow the history on that. Epstein purchased his ranch property from Bruce King. Bruce King was a good friend of Buddy Lujan, which is MLG's father. She knew that that ranch existed from the beginning. There were also state-run events that Richardson held at the ranch. And what surprises me is that she had daughters that at the time were something like 12 and 14. There is no way that she could have gone to those official events and not seen what was going on. She did, did nothing and said nothing. But in reality, she knew that that existed long before the rest of us did. That's right. Hmm. Let's see, what else, what else, what else? Um, you know, one of the things that people were surprised about during COVID was that she used the legal system, she used the police to bully people. She's been doing that for an awfully long time as well. Well, we've seen she's capable of that for sure. And, you know, MLG is a lawyer. She went to law school, like a lot of politicians. You know, she just got married. A lot of people forget that she had another husband. In 2004, her first husband died of an aneurysm. Now, anybody who's familiar with medical information knows that aneurysms just happen. It's a blood bleed. You can't necessarily detect them. Her husband's doctor was Ken Rogers of Southwest Medical Associates. And even though he had shown the findings and said, you know, your, your husband died of an aneurysm, it was basically a medical accident. She pushed it through the courts and pushed it through the courts until he left practice. Wow. Only then was she satisfied. Wow. Um, when she was a congresswoman. Now, one of the things that I, I, I laugh, and I, I don't laugh funny, funny. I laugh because it's ironic. She made a big show of dancing in the pride parade with her tattoo. I saw that her, one yeah, the other with, day. Exactly, oh, with her tutu and her boots. Mm -hmm. When she was a congresswoman, she had an intern working for her named Riley Del Rey. And Riley is now, she's a filmmaker in New Mexico. She's a creative person. She's been you know, around for a while. She was an intern. And 
she had good performance reviews, she was well liked until MLG got wind of the fact that she's transgender. Suddenly her performance became an issue and she was fired. Well, yet she was dancing in the uh, in the in the pride parade the pride like she's parade. a big supporter. Exactly. Yeah. Well, she fired Riley Del Rey for being transgender because ironically it wasn't her her performance wasn't an issue until it became apparent that she was transgender. And Riley did what a lot of us would do, is she tried to stand up for herself. Well, MLG turned around, acted like the victim, slapped a restraining order on her, and attempted to get her arrested. Wow. I'm surprised she didn't grab the crotch. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah. Just keep her away from you if she's and got maybe, a water maybe bottle she in her did, hand. And maybe that's why she got fired. Well, I mean, she's got, you know, and this is another thing, too. Our state money went to go pay off Hallinan and, you know, a couple of other accusers. I've never worked a job where someone paid me off. <laughs> no. No. Oh, where what else? else you got? Where else can I go? Well, one of the things that a lot of people aren't aware of, and it, only one newspaper in the state that I could find reported the story. Back in the beginning of COVID, she signed us, us as a state up as part of a federal COVID study. The only paper in the state that reported that was the Las Cruces News. And when Tracy Collins um, was deposed on one of the lawsuits uh, regarding the uh, COVID response. Tracy Collins admitted in a deposition that we were signed up for a study and a lot of what we had to go through as a state was not based in medical fact at all. Hmm. So when you look at that, it's our entire state was a research study. It wasn't about quote unquote the science. And since we're, we're going to talk about the science, Everybody uh, would talk about, well, what does Dr. Scracy say? What does Dr. Scracy say? Dr. Scracy is not an epidemiologist. He's a gerontologist. He's a doctor for the elderly. He is not qualified to be in that position in any way, shape, or form. And where did Dr. Scracy get his position? He was Buddy Lujan's personal doctor. And he was Sonia Lujan's personal doctor. He was a Lujan family physician. That was his only qualification to get into the position that he was in. So we had someone on TV telling us to wear masks, telling us to do this, telling us to do that, who wasn't even qualified to do so. Well, and they never had any science to back up anything that they were saying. They were, they were pushed on that issue a number of times. And they, the, the truth of the matter is, is they had no science at all behind what they were making people do. None, and again, it goes back to the COVID study. You know, we were signed up for a federal COVID study. You know, what could they make us do? It all goes back to that. You know, when you get into the history of the Lujan family here in New Mexico, it traces right back to human trafficking. Mm -hmm. They've been doing that since the Spanish were here. Uh, just another piece of history on the Lujans. You know, something uh, kind of breaking on uh, MLG today was her comments on uh, the uh, repeal of Roe v. Wade. 
And uh, this is some information that was given to me uh, when we started the show today. And she made this statement saying, the moment we have long dreaded has arrived and our nation will be the worse for it. With this ruling, the Supreme Court has unilaterally thrown out 50 years of judicial precedent and subverted the will of millions of Americans who believe in a woman's right to make her own decisions about her body. Well, and, and that's a funny statement coming from her because she was strong-arming the vaccines. Mm -hmm. You know, people's livelihoods were held over them by whether or not they chose to take this concoction. Yeah, that is funny that she would be uh, speaking out against a to the decision about your own body when she has absolutely no respect whatsoever for the right over your own body. What what job None. was it that she was going for in the Biden administration? She was she she wanted health, health secretary. secretary. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you know, going back to that, um, you know, her recent wedding, you know, going to D.C. to get married. I, I thought that. I thought that was that whole thing was interesting because it, it talked about okay she was going to get married by Kamala Harris well isn't that a PR PR stunt for Kamala you know make her you look be, make her look better but the more interesting part about that to me was that she was walked down the aisle by Washington State Lieutenant Go Governor Danny Heck now a lot of people don't know who Danny Heck is and they're thinking oh it's probably just you know another political friend of hers walk her down the aisle give her away. A lot of the marijuana legislation in this country since 2013 was developed by um, Danny Heck and Ed Perlmutter. And when I talk about marijuana legislation, it's not to make it legal. It's to talk about uh, banking and financial services for cannabis industries. It's to make money for corporations. It's not to make money for the individual. If it was just about let's legalize marijuana because it's kind of in the same category as alcohol, there wouldn't be any of that going on in the background. It's about making it, um, you know, making it another corporate moneymaker for political people. So having Danny Heck walk her down the aisle in Washington, D.C., that was, there were a lot of different layers to that. Oh, yeah, it was all about political strategy. Exactly. You know, these, these people all have a, a purpose for MLG, and that's why they were included. Exactly. Some yeah. of the biggest benefiters of marijuana in this state were actually people that were involved in government prior to MLG. Mm -hmm. In fact, many of them were rhino Republicans. Well, and you got uh, Katie Duhigg. You know, she's one of the big, but big pot lawyers. She claimed to, um, you know, have have just just been have have just been, you know, involved in this just because it happened that way. Um, no. No, that, that's been a long, a long going thing. One of our former sheriffs uh, right here in Bernalillo County uh, owns Perlife. It's one of the uh, mm -hmm. biggest contributors to the pot industry. Yep. Well, not, not only that, but if people are all smoked up and, and high, they're not going to really be paying as much attention to what she's doing to them. Yep. Well, you I've know, been and saying that all along. It's the same things going up in Canada. You know, they they are they're outlawing handguns, but they're legalizing all the hard drugs. Right. Keep people drugged up. They're not going to resist. Well, I mean, one of the things that um, 
you know, I, I, uh, and I've talked to Audrey Trujillo about this, mm -hmm. is, you know, MLG likes to say that she's a 12th generation New Mexican. She can't speak a word of Spanish. Wow, imagine that. And her, you know, her, her knowing what's best for the state is all, it all goes back to, you know, what can she get out of it? You know, um, Martinez left her with a very large surplus large surplus of money. Did she improve education with that? No, she didn't. We talk about the wildfires. She wants to blame it on the feds. How much of that surplus money could have been spent on firefighting, planes? You know, um, you're a 12th generation New Mexican. You, you know this state probably better than a lot of us. You should know that we have a windy season every year. You should know that we tend to be very dry and that we've been in a drought for a while. Well, how about allowing people to simply go in and clean out the the fuel that's laying all over the ground right. and uh, clean that stuff up and reduce the possibility of, of a big fire happening? Right. Well, instead of improving the schools with the surplus like she said she would, instead of buying fire infrastructure like she could have, what did she do? She held a vaccine lottery. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. If that isn't the definition of paying somebody off, you know? Totally. Did somebody actually win that? I don't remember hearing any. What yeah, was actually, the amount of that lottery? Like, I don't remember. God. Two million dollars. Yeah, Two million dollars? It was, yeah, it was, it was a 20-something-year-old 20, 20 girl that did. Hmm. Wow. I wonder if she's still alive after having the vaccine. I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if she'll live to spend the $2 million. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, a lot of the things that, you know, she talks about, you know, she does, she did not support small businesses. You know, she, she claims to support small businesses. We lost 687 small businesses during COVID. So, you know, again, the, the person who created the shortages is now begging for her job. How many precincts do we have in, in Bernalillo County? I think it was like 687, no? Something like that. Oh, just wow. ironic. What else you got? Give it to me, baby. Give it to uh, me. Does anybody, had anybody uh, heard about the hot mic? She uh, she got caught on a hot mic where oh I love had, hot mics yeah. those are great where, some, where someone had said she was she was on TV telling us wear a mask wear a mask and she was on a hot mic someone said governor where's your mask and she said oh that doesn't apply to me I get to be the exception <laughs> of course so you know yeah. and, and if, funny enough I mean that link is still up there um, oh my gosh you know my 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 link of 24 reasons or my list of 24 reasons why not to why yeah. not to vote she's for her. special she's yeah. special well that yeah. link is in my list and I, I forget my my list I I put uh, I put this list up on JumpShare, and you can feel free to download it um, you have to download it to be able to click all the links but all the links are live and everything that I claim is true um, nice yeah, good job so yeah. I don't know we got a few minutes left I thought what I might do and uh, and Joshua might like this one too I'm gonna I'm gonna start going through the entire New Mexico Constitution. So I'm going to start this week. I'm going to start from the top with the preamble in Article 1, which is actually pretty boring. Uh, it gets more interesting as it goes on. Uh, definitely not as interesting as the U.S. Constitution. 
So I figured I'd just write, read it off to you. We'll talk about it a little bit and kind of finish off the show with that. And, uh, and maybe I'll do that uh, every week. We'll just, I'll just keep moving through and we'll cover the entire thing. And that way it'll be like Constitution class, New Mexico Constitution class. So the New Mexico Constitution, it starts like this with the preamble which I've explained to you before what preambles are. Basically, they're kind of like a cover letter for an official document. Um, especially older uh, official documents, they all started with some kind of preamble. Every document had a preamble, and it's, it's kind of like a cover letter. That's how I compare it. So the preamble of the New Mexico Constitution, we, the people of New Mexico, grateful to Almighty God for the blessings of liberty in order to secure the advantages of a state government, do ordain and establish this constitution. Not as cool as the US Constitution preamble. But it talks about, number one, it says, we the people, okay? We the people of New Mexico. Of New Mexico, not the state of New Mexico. Right, of New Mexico, you're right. And our documents are very specific. Law is very specific. Yeah, okay, you're right, because we talked about that, mm -hmm. okay? Grateful to Almighty God, there again it acknowledges God for the blessings of liberty, okay, which is telling you that our blessings of liberty come from God. Liberty. In order to secure the advantages of a state government. So above state government is God and the blessings of liberty. That's how I take that. Would you agree with me, Joshua? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, do ordain and establish this constitution. So it's pretty uh, basic, straightforward, but it mentions we the people, mentions God, blessings of liberty from God, and that above the state government. Does uh, everybody here know what uh, the law of the land is? No, good. It's, it's God's law. Oh, yeah, yeah, for right? sure. And uh, which is common law. Common law is common sense. It's not statutes and codes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I just want everybody to know that. Yeah, totally. Well, our, our country was originally established uh, with good intentions, but apparently it's, it's strayed away quite a lot mm -hmm. since time. Mm -hmm. So, Article 1. Basically, Article 1 is really, really boring, but basically what it does, it's, it, I'll read it off to you and then I'll explain it. Article 1, name and boundaries. The name of this state is New Mexico. Bam. Okay. And its boundaries are as follows. Now, what this does is this, this is a long list of coordinates and information. Basically, it spells out the boundaries of, of New Mexico, what area New Mexico covers. Beginning at the point where the 37th parallel of north latitude intersects the 103rd meridian west from Greenwich, thence along said 103rd meridian to the 32nd parallel of north latitude, thence along said 32nd parallel to the Rio Grande, also known as the Rio Bravo del Norte. That's another name for the Rio Grande River is Rio Bravo del Norte. I didn't know that until I read this. As it existed on the ninth day of September, 1,850. Thence, following the main channel of said river, as it e existed on the ninth day of September, 1,850. 
to the parallel of third 31 degrees, 47 minutes, north latitude. Thence west 100 miles to a point. Thence south to the parallel of 31 degrees, 20 minutes, north latitude. Thence along said parallel of 31 degrees, 20, 20 minutes, to the 32nd meridian of latitude west from Washington. I didn't quite understand that part. Do you understand that part, Joshua, where it says from Washington? Why does it mention Washington there? Well, when uh, New Mexico and Arizona came in to the Union, like I said, fraudulently and unconstitutionally, came in under the same footing as the 13 original colonies. Okay. The 13 original colonies were a crown, uh, ran by the crown. Well, Washington, D.C. is also ran by the crown. It is not a part of, of America. So, therefore, New Mexico and Arizona also are not part of America. So they're referencing it to Washington, what, is like a, a like a fixed point to reference it to? Is that what they were using Washington as a reference there? I, I, yeah, I, that's what I kind of figured. Thence along said 32nd meridian to the 37th parallel of north latitude. Thence along said 37th parallel to the point of beginning. That is Article 1. And like I said, it's pretty boring, but ba it, I've never seen, I've never seen boundaries uh, set forth in that kind of writing. That's kind of new to me. Well, in a lot of old real estate documents, they they talk about n now where I think we're a little bit better with degrees and coordinates, um, you know, GPS type of stuff. But, you know, back in the day, they would use, you know, old oak tree, the fence, whatever. So that's why the concept of when you buy real estate, a title searcher sometimes is important depending on what part of the country you're in because those types of boundaries don't exist anymore. The fence, the tree, whatever. Well, and the, the boundaries for land is called the meets and bounds. And the BLM, it's actually the department, the BLM is called the LR2000, is in control of the meets and bounds of all land, except in Texas. Texas BLM does not exist. Wow. Um, but uh, uh, there's a lot of New Mexico that's, that's uh, land grants, Spanish land grants. And in those treaties that were created in the past with Mexico and Spain, uh, it was that those treaties would be upheld. And uh, New Mexico does not uphold those treaties, just like they don't uphold the treaties of uh, that were made with the tribes. And uh, technically on land grants, you cannot build or sell land on land grants. And, uh, hey, Joshua, yeah. we're out of time. Oh, we'll finish this another time. That sounds like a great discussion for another day. <laughs> anyway, hey, I want to thank you guys for being here with me today. It's been great. Yeah. Bob. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Bridget. Thanks. Joshua. It's always awesome. So I want to plug my advertisers, Agave Builders, Perkins Protection Training, and River Light uh, Community Physical Therapy, all awesome people. Give them some love. Give them some business. I want to say again, Ribs Barbecue up in, up in the East Mountains, they need cooks. Shorty's Barbecue out in Moriarty needs cooks. Help them out. Do you own a freedom-friendly business? Advertise on this station and support this show and many others like it. To get started advertising or send me comments or suggestions, email me at beccamarienm at... Oh, no, I forgot that one. I got a new email address. I forgot to change it. Becca at, at uh, freedomspeaknm.com. That's my new email address. Check out my website at freedomspeaknm.com where you can listen to replays of all my shows and have access to useful resources. You can also check out my posts on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, and Telegram. Please like, follow, and share far and wide as the Facebook Nazis and all the other people have been censoring me. 
Freedom is essential to everyone. Liberty and freedom are rights, not privileges. It's time to stand up and tell the Marxists and those pushing the woke agenda, hell no, we won't comply. We are the resistance.